For the first time ever, I am thrilled to say we have an official sponsor for the Dirk Talk podcast, and that's Ariat. I've worn Ariat boots on every job site I've visited over the years, traveling in them across five continents. More importantly, I have yet to find a single project where working folks, unlike me, are not wearing Ariat boots and workwear in every condition imaginable. And there's really good reason for that. And that's because it's phenomenal stuff. And the more I've learned about Ariat and the company, the more I've loved their brand. So with this, Ariat is offering any Dirt Talk listener 10% off their next Ariat order at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk. That's 10% off boots, jeans, and workwear at ariat.com slash Dirt Talk or at the link in this episode's description. With that, let's get to the show. So you're a little ways away. Yeah, about 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, south of town. Yeah, I um, I don't, I don't know Middle Tennessee very well because I, I grew up 15 minutes from there and I've never heard of it. So really, a little tiny place. Yeah, I, I, there's um, there's so many little pockets, right? Because uh, Phoenix, it's just this giant urban sprawl. Okay. So from one end to the other, it's not disrupted, mm-hmm. and you'll have some mountains in the middle, but the geography just allows the city to just lay out as far as you want it to go. And it's all Phoenix. And it's all, well, there's different towns technically, but it's all, everybody just knows of it as Phoenix. So it's just this one giant area. And then there's some cities, but it's a lot easier to organize. Whereas uh, middle Tennessee, you have these hills everywhere Mm -hmm. and they create like these little pockets pockets of people everywhere. Right. But there's all these, oh yeah, I live in this town. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've never heard of that. You're like, where's that? 25 minutes away. I'm like, (laughs) couldn't tell you where that is in what direction. Um. And then it's grown so much that mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's just completely new. Right. It didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I travel so much. So when I come back to Nashville, I don't, I don't do anything. Okay. Anything. Mm-hmm. I just stay at home. That makes sense. I, st- I go from my house to the office, my office to the house. Mm-hmm. That's it. I go to the grocery store every weekend. My big excursion, the furthest the furthest I'll go away is to the aquarium store about 15 minutes away. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, and that's hap- that happens, you know, once every two months when mm. all my fish die because I travel <laughs> so much that I need to go get more. You just replenish them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 and I don't really go out to eat all that much because right. I, 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 I just want to be home. I just want to be home. People that's are right. like, you got to live a little. I'm like, I live a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. have more living. <laughs> I have more living than I need in my 20s. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm satisfied. I don't need to be going out. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, how many, how many, um, how many guys do you have? Um, this year we were probably twice the size that we've ever been. We were around 12 throughout the summer. 12. Um, we're down to around eight right now. But that's so you kind of have like a core group. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, it's dwindled a little bit, but uh, yeah, we have three truck drivers, um, which we just bought a couple more trucks, so that might look a little bit different next year. Nice. Um, and then like four guys on the ground, and um, we keep keep a pretty tight ship. And small so crew. You're um, running. You're running one paver. Yeah. Yeah. So one primary one paver. Yeah. We we prep and then we come pave. I got gotcha. you. Um, 
this year I was trying to split into two crews. Um, I think my biggest, biggest disadvantage is I've grown up in the business. So all I know is this business, you know, like mm. I haven't ever worked for anybody else and seen how they do it. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of figuring it out on my own. Um, well, man, if you, if you want to go see paving contractors elsewhere yeah. in the off season, like go out to Arizona or something mm-hmm. like that, just let me know. Okay. I, yeah, can, I think that'd be really valuable. Man, I could set you up anywhere. Okay. Um, and yeah, you go out to a place like Arizona where they're paving year round and go see how they do it out there and mm-hmm. for just different ideas and totally yeah. different market. And absolutely. So there's, there's, they'll, they'll tell you whatever you want to know. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy to say okay. any, anywhere. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anywhere. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and if if you if you make two um two crews, it's not just twice. It's mm-hmm. like four times the complexity. Right. <laughs> and it's not so linear. Being as small as we are, like dad and I have always been the operators. Uh-huh. And so you kinda have ultimate control of the job yeah, and yeah. the details and everything. Um and so when you start to let go of that, you've really got to train that person that's gonna be the leader for the crew. And, yeah. Well, um, train and trust. Train and trust. Yeah. Trust. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's the harder um, part. Yeah. Right. Which I, I think I can do that. Um, sure. It was really hard for dad to let go of things. But yeah. um, as we begin to kind of pass the torch, um, I, I don't know. I feel like every step of the business keeps things interesting. Yeah. And if I don't continue to step it up, then I'm going to get bored with it and I'll have to go find something else to do. So, yeah. Um, I think the old timers are so mistrusting because they've been screwed so many times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like yeah. at that age, I'd, I'd be jaded as hell too. But For sure. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, the problem is it, it becomes a, a, a barrier to, to growth. Right. Yeah. Cause if, uh, you know, if you, if you don't get off the machine that you can't, you right. can't do anything. Well, else. you can't train. Right. Yeah. So then you're yeah. mad at your labor cause he's not doing anything, but you haven't told him what to do. Sure. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. you're just assuming. Right. They know what you do. Right. Well, I've grown up in it. So, you know, yeah, exactly. I know what to do. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I was five years old, I knew what, what, what you were supposed to be doing. Well, and, and you didn't even have to think about learning how to rake asphalt. Right. It just, ha- you just mm-hmm. picked it up as a child. Sure. Ch- children are so damn malleable. Right. But an 18 year old, 25 year old right. learning for the first time ever how to rake asphalt, mm-hmm. big learning curve. Right. Big learning curve. <laughs> well, and even just like something I've noticed is we work at a fast pace and intensity. Yeah. A lot of these kids yeah. really haven't had a father to show them how to do things mm-hmm. or, um, or really just how to get after it. Sure. So you're not just training how to do the job, but you're training like the speed and the tempo. Which I think is, I think is learned. I think mm-hmm. that's a skill in itself. Right. I. Um, so you're training multiple skills at the same time. And it, yeah. It can be pretty frustrating, you know. Well, I, I had to pick that, the the tempo thing up. Uh, in, in Arizona, you go on pipe crews, everybody's Mexican primarily. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, some from all over, but mostly Mexican guys. And they they just work at such a furious pace Mm -hmm. and and so you're forced to just try to keep up with these guys right and me 18 years i still couldn't keep up with these guys 40s 50s they just they just go all the time and so by just trying to model their behavior and just trying to keep up um it taught me a lot like the the concept of of lunchtime Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it's, it's stupid. It's right. like, why would we stop? We're going to stop for 30 minutes to mm-hmm. eat. Like, no, you just eat while we're going that right. you just, you, that's how it works. Um, is that culturally or where does that come from? I think it's partially culturally, but mm-hmm. honestly, if you watch a crew out in the Southwest or Texas or Southern California, 
the pace is a lot faster than the South. I'm convinced. I think I just think production and this is just my theory. I've never sat out there with a stopwatch. I haven't measured tonnage. I don't know. But I, for, I just think it's a cultural thing in the South. Everything moves a little slower, okay. including construction. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've noticed. Is that why the, uh, the pay is historically lower in the South too? Um, I don't, um, I think that's more complex, but yeah. yeah, the pay in the South is not great. Yeah. It's by far the I lowest. Don't know. Yeah. And that's something. So I guess I took over hiring like three years ago mm. and tried to figure out because our turnover is really high. When I was younger, um, we kind of had the same core group, like as I was growing up yeah. and through my teen years, um, it was just kind of a re- revolving door. It seemed like, mm-hmm. um, and so that's not great for efficiency because no, nobody knows what the hell's going on all well, the time. And there's, um, there's a crew dynamic too. Absolutely. And and so a lot of companies, they're splitting crews up all the time. And mm-hmm. I just think about that. I'm like, how you can't ever establish this cadence because mm-hmm. when you really get to know the people around you, you, you don't have to talk to communicate. Everybody right. knows where they need to be. They know who does what, who's better at this than that, where I'm going to be standing. Ev- everything just works mm-hmm. really, really well. When they've worked together for a long time, but if yeah, if you constant constantly right. new people in the mix, you can't ever establish that that like flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I came into the business after graduating college, I grew up working summers, you know, and I was homeschooled, so I worked during the week some too. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, when I graduated college, we were able to update a lot of equipment, we were running stuff like from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, um, like our, our distributor trucks were something you'd see in a third world country. Um, sure. But you guys have some nice stuff now. We like. do now. Yeah, we've yeah. we've been really blessed for the last five or six years. Um, so we updated all this equipment and that helped with efficiency. Um, but then I saw like the next roadblock was the people. It, mm. it was pretty clear. Um, and so I took over hiring and trying to figure out how to hire good people. And that was a big part of it. Um, yeah. Because it's easier to retain good people, right? Because they kind of fit with, with your family mentality and, and what, what your goals are as a company. Um, well, um, when did you graduate college? 2017. Oh, so we, we graduated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same, same year. Yeah. I graduated in 2017. Okay. Where did you go? Middle Tennessee or? Uh, UT Martin. It's up in North, Northwest Tennessee. UT Martin. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Most people never heard of it. It's uh, ag school. Went for ag science. No kidding. Uh, my grandfather was a dairy farmer and I thought I wanted to farm and I would still like to one day. Um, but the asphalt business just seemed like a greater opportunity. Yeah. Is your, is your old man still out on site every day? Mm-hmm. Um, huh. He's primary sa- primarily sales, um, I and then I'm more so in the operations. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is the first year of a buyout. We've been talking about that for um, probably five years now. Oh, really? Trying to figure out what that's going to look like. So yeah, so it's, it's transitioning. Yeah, starting to. Wow, um, great. For the next five years, buy a little bit of time and yeah. see what happens. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and w- so you'll eventually be the only... So or do you I have siblings? one of seven kids. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and none of them have shown a ton of interest in it so far. I've got two brothers and four sisters. Uh-huh. Um, got one sister that helps with the books a little bit. Um, and then two younger brothers. One of them's a mechanical engineer and he moved to North Carolina. Mm. Um, and then the other was a business major and he's getting married in San Diego here in a couple of weeks. I got you. Um, and so they're kind of going their separate ways. Okay. Uh, would love to have them back someday because having people that you can trust like that would be really valuable. Sure. Um, but at the current state, uh, that's kind of not, not the way things are going. I got you. 
Wow. Um, and you said you, you mostly do it. Well, if not all residential, uh, I would say probably 90%, 90% residential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't think about, um, residential paving. Right. I think what I can put together and who knows, right. Um, is a lot of people don't want to be involved in the day-to-day work. They want to build a business, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier. I don't know. This is coming from me, obviously. But yeah. uh, it seems like it'd be easier to put a crew together and do commercial work or do highway work um, because the attention to detail doesn't have to be there necessarily as much. Uh-huh. Um, when you're paving driveways, like we did a driveway for a guy this week. Um, and roller... When you have your water on, sometimes it'll leave little rust marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it left a stain on his driveway and he was concerned about that. You know? Wow. So like little things like that, that may, may or may not be in your control. Um, these people are walking their driveways every day and looking at them. And so you want them to look really good. Sure. Um, so if you don't have ownership in the business, then you're not necessarily going to take that kind of uh, attention to detail. Um, yeah. I And... and... <laughs> Like paving an interstate, it's just totally different. Like just production, yeah. mm-hmm. production paving is more about um, trucks and the plant yeah. and, mm-hmm. and backup Which equipment. Some of the driveways we're doing now, you do still have that. Like you got to keep the trucks rolling. Yeah. And you'll get five or six trucks on a job. Um, but yeah, it's totally different yeah. too. Like that's a whole nother league. And, and when you're paving these residential driveways, like it's rich people mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. because, you know. The house that I live behind, I live above somebody's garage. Mm-hmm. There's no asphalt driveway because right. it's on a street. It's on a city street. No right, one right. has. And if they have a driveway in the neighborhood I'm in, it's it's you know a small concrete driveway. Right. It, there's it's not a mile back to somebody's house. They right. don't they don't need paving. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's for these big houses, uh, or at least big properties sure. that need a road essentially from the municipal road back to their house. Right. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of times. And that that's what we've gotten more into. Like I, like I said earlier, we started um, growing up, we worked a lot in like Belmede doing like little tar and chip kind of ornate driveways. Uh-huh. Um, and we still do those some, but more recently it's been a lot of what you were talking about, kind of the big, big long driveways back to people's houses. How, how like long that. are some of these? Um, half mile, three quarters of a mile. Damn. Uh, some of them, yeah. They can get pretty long. Um, and they have to be completely pristine, just Perfect. Well, I'm kind of OCD, I guess, a little bit. That's and the, yeah. I'm never satisfied with any job. So uh-huh. um, you want them to, to look as good as you can. And even if the customer's satisfied with it, you know, there's always something that you could have done better. Sure. Um, nothing, it, nothing's perfect. It's construction, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just fascinating. I, I, that's the kind of stuff you don't think about. Right. You know, you don't. You want your edges to look nice. You want your surface to look yeah, nice. Yeah. Your so. edges have to, have to look real good. And, mm-hmm. um, because edges otherwise don't really matter. Right. Or at least I've seen a lot yeah, of paving. It's like, as far as like the ride eh. quality and, and the functionality of the driveway, it, it's not going to affect it, but yeah. yeah, just the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're spending all this money on this pretty house. Sure. You've got to have a pretty way to get there. Absolutely. Huh. How do you, um, how, how do you guys get the work? Is it a lot of word of mouth? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I really don't do any advertising. Um, just have a, a really solid reputation. Huh. I've been doing good work for for a long time is it through like the home builders yeah we work for a lot of really good contractors okay um yeah and that's something i was meeting with a guy talking about our website a few months ago and and he was like if you go on google you're 
you're nowhere. You know, I can help you get up in the Google ratings. And that was kind of eye opening. Yeah. Um, but we're we're blessed with so much work already that we can't get to it. You know, like sure. a lot of times we'll have a six month backlog. Um, so why would I want to be on Google getting more leads that aren't necessarily going to convert when mm-hmm. uh, when I'm already getting really good leads? Like where yeah. I need to focus my time is building that second crew where we have the capacity to do more work. Um, and then we can kind of try to generate more leads if, if we need them. Well, the, the, uh, the, the goal for Google, I think would be more hiring than. Working. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. And so I, I would almost, and what so, do I know? But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I do would people go to Google, like if they have asphalt experience to look for jobs or. Oh, they'll definitely be looking for job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, if you needed a job, where would you go? Right. You'd, yeah. I mean, Indeed is really the only place I use Facebook jobs when that was a thing. And, well, but, and that was helpful. But but for you're you're gonna probably go to Google first, and it's right. gonna take you to Indeed or something mm-hmm. like that. It's gonna That's take you to one of those point. sites. But yeah, you're gonna type it into the Google search bar. Yeah. I I think unless yeah. you know somebody, but it's not how it works most of the time. Right. I you know like first right, six months in business. Uh, a bridge company, Carolina Bridge, called us, mm-hmm. and it was Richard Nickel, and he basically said, "Hey, we have no advertising for a business, and don't want to advertise our business. Our company trucks are, we don't have our name on our trucks, on our job sites, anywhere. A hundred percent of our work is is low bid. Don't care about marketing, but okay. all we want to do is build a website to help hire people. Interesting. That's it. I yeah. could care less about work because we have that. That's not my problem." I just want to hire people. Okay. And so we got to build the whole website just around hiring people. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. And I don't think contractors. Yeah. They, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's they always, really good point. Yeah. You always go to get more work, get more work. Well, I don't need that. Yeah. Okay. You don't need that, but you need people. So build, build a website around just getting people. Mm-hmm. That's it. And uh, the funny thing is if you ever did need work, that's going to probably get you more work right. and be more effective in getting the leads you want than a website talking about how good you are and best mm-hmm. paving contractor in town. Here's all of our work. Yeah. So kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. 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 It does the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if, uh, if I were you and you ever have the bandwidth, yeah. that's, that's what I would do. Okay. Build a website very, very simply. Mm-hmm. You can do it yourself. Uh, about, Hey, here's what we're about. Family business. What are you? Second generation. Yep. Second generation. Here's the kind of work we do. Here's the kind of people we look for. Here's what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. There you go. You do it in half a day. Yeah. 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 Off season coming up. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. If you're in charge of hiring, you're yeah. head of HR, it sounds like. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Do a very poor job of it, but yeah. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, and so you're, you're out in the field every day mm-hmm. working, or are you on the back of the paver? Yep. Running the paver yep. primarily. Run the paver, run the grader. Yeah, you have that uh, funky, super funky grader. Yep. yep. The Malden 415. Uh huh. And it's a grader with a loader bucket on the front, essentially. Yeah, I don't really use it for that. I just, I love it for its compactness, really. Okay. Um, and I've grown up with those two. Um, when I was talking about equipment from like the, the 70s and 80s, we've got an old Puckett Brothers grader that is the same grader. That's kind of transitioned through multiple different companies mm. um, throughout the years. And Malden is the one who makes it now. Um, and so we bought a Malden in like maybe 2015 um, from Richie Brothers. And it was old and tired and wore out and thought mm. it was the worst thing ever. 
And so that kind of turned us off of it. Um, and then we went to Con Expo, I think, in 2017 mm. and saw that they kind of revamped it. And so um, maybe a couple of years went by. We ended up going out to the factory nice. in South Carolina and, and checking it out and saw saw that it was a very comparable machine, you know, as far as like the frame-wise and um, its ability. Uh, but they had made some some good upgrades to it. Um, Does it have four tires or six? Four. Okay, so yeah. it's it's real. It's real small. Real like, small. It's got a 10-foot blade, and if you blade a pass and then you back up to it, um, you can blade the other way, you know, like it's almost like a skid steer. Okay. Like a skid steer self on the corners. When I'm going to prep a job, I always take a skid steer and a grader. Uh-huh. Um, you can kind of rough in your, your parking areas with the skid steer and then, and then clip it, and it's really fast and efficient. I got you. Um, yeah, and the, and the grader, I mean, for driveways, it's just about one pass. Um, at, like, at least I it, wish it was that easy. Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that easy, but from right. a, like as a far width, as width, yeah, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, yeah. they're not that yeah, much. Ten or twelve foot is yeah. usually what you're doing. Yeah, I got you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. a lot of people don't use them, um, but one of the biggest keys to a driveway is getting the water off the surface. Right, you don't want to leave mm. big water holes, um, and you don't want it to puddle over time. So if you can get that cross slope on the drive, um, where the water's draining off of it nicely. Yeah, greater makes it so much easier. You could fight it with a skid steer all day trying to get that cross slope. Well, and yeah, skid steer is just not wide enough, right? And so it's it's not wide enough. Yeah, and yeah, you it's, don't, it's you don't hard. Yeah, right. hard to get that slope consistent sure. for a half mile or whatever it is. Right, right. You can do it, but yeah, you're just yeah, you're gonna be spinning your tires. Yeah, yeah. we're all about efficiency. Yeah, so. that's um that's one of the first things I learned about road building too about how every road the goal is water is the enemy of asphalt. Mm-hmm. Because water and oil don't mix. Right. <laughs> and right. if you get water sitting on asphalt, it degrades it over time. Mm-hmm. It creates potholes. It, it, it cracks it. It, it. it screws up the road prematurely. Right. And, and then it's, you know, it can be hazardous mm-hmm. when you're going fast, hydroplaning yep. and all that. So you want to get the water off the damn surface as fast as you can. Mm. Um, and it's true on a highway. It's true on a small driveway. Right. You just want to get the water off. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Do you guys do any drainage work too? Like yeah, a little bit. Putting culverts. Um, yeah, and that grader's good for that too. Um, uh-huh. You can cut ditches with it and make them look nice. And mm. um, yeah, we got a little five-ton excavator. We'll put some culverts in when we need to. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. Have you always had trucks? We've always had trucks. We haven't always had nice trucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Up until like. 2017, we may may have had one truck with air conditioning. Um, we're running stuff from the 90s, old old Fords. Was that you that helped say, uh, "Hey, let's let's get some new stuff"? Or... I think it was a culmination of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, my dad had a partner, and he had just bought his partner out in 2017. Oh, okay, um, and so that kind of started it. And then really good economic times. Like I try to keep that in my mind too. Um, I've never been through hard times uh-huh. in the business, you know, like. Everything has been abundant since I've been here. Yeah. Um, and so whenever we're talking, like, Dad's really conservative about things, and I respect that because he's been through all times that he's weathered, weathered the storm. Sure. Um, but, yeah, between the growth around Nashville and then just good economic times, um, we were able to upgrade a lot of things. And the timing was really good, too, because it was before COVID, and everything was still it seemed like a lot of money at the time, mm. but looking back, it was pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, and everything was available. Yeah. We bought a couple of trucks for under 200,000. Um, and now they're 300,000. Like we just bought one. Um, 
Dude, which it's, is it's nuts. Yeah. It's so it's it's really maddening too because mm-hmm. a lot of it is artificially driven up right by the big companies. Like even skid steers. I bought a skid steer um I guess in 2020 and it mm-hmm. was like 80,000. Mm-hmm. I bought one in 2022. It's 125. It's so it's it's, it's insane. Right. It, 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 all equipments like that. Yeah. All equipments like that. And it's like, "All right. So you're telling me that it's really 40% more. <laughs> like, re- really. Like, uh, not a chance. Just yeah. look, me in the, look me in the eyes and right. with a straight face, tell me it's really 40%. I, I, it's not. Like, right. and, and they've shown it so many times across the board of companies, and I'm not saying it's equipment manufacturers specifically, but I've seen this in construction like everywhere else. Uh, yeah, inflation, supply chain. Right. We just have to hike prices. And okay, yeah, it has gone up a little bit, but it's like this is a great opportunity to hike it up even more right. to get some get some more money in here, so we can keep. Well, and our margins are shrinking, and we're trying to keep up and pay yeah. a little bit of wage. And it's so um, yeah, but they they it's public companies mm-hmm. is really what it is, just trying to squeeze as much as they can out so they right. can keep paying their dividends. And we're part of the problem because we continue to buy, right? Yeah, but you don't have a choice at the same time, right? In in a lot of in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I take really good care of your equipment, right? I mean, we've got really good equipment now, so yeah, just take really good care and stretch all you can out of it. But that's that's another problem: is equipment nowadays does not last like right. it used to because mm-hmm. of all the bullshit, uh, right. the emissions, the electronics, the 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 computer. Uh, it just doesn't like the wiring harnesses. It mm-hmm. does. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. It doesn't hold up like it like it used to. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, which is why I think. All these manufacturers, I don't know who they who they are, but for sure lobbied for the emissions regulations. For sure. Not an accidental thing because they're making so much money. So much. It's a mess. But on some skid steers, you don't have emissions. All of them on do. Oh, because they're big enough? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, it's... Pretty much, yeah. My greater paver, I mean, everything's every, above the threshold. Everything. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like any... any Decent size skid steer right. has it. But yeah, then, under 74 horsepower, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a 259 cat, and yeah, I didn't have def on that, which was nice. But you still have all the computers and shit on it. Hmm. Did you um, say had? You rid of it? I, get, I did get rid of uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, because we just weren't using it. Right, it was just <laughs> It was just <laughs> sitting in a yard. Right. So it was fun while we had it. Sure. Um, But I don't. Again, I, I live above somebody's garage. I don't ha- I don't even have a yard, let mm-hmm. alone a, or a driveway or anything. Um, here at the office, we don't have a yard or anything like that or a shop. It's it's we have a parking lot for cars mm-hmm. across the street, but this is it's right in the city. Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and 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 you know, I I didn't I never had a machine before. I didn't grow up around this shit, mm-hmm. so I just. I'll get a machine and then figure out what to do with it. <laughs> you figured it out. You let her go. <laughs> and it's like, if I really wanted to set up a little side business, go find jobs on Facebook Marketplace, right? And you know, do stuff with it on every Saturday I could. But I, you don't I'm have tra- the bandwidth. I don't yep. have the bandwidth. I'm I'm working every Saturday. I'm working every Sunday. I'm I'm traveling. And so yeah, it was just sitting for six months at a time, and we'd right. use it here or there. But it's like, so why the fuck am I paying mm-hmm. fifteen hundred dollars a month for right. the payment or whatever it was? <laughs> so yeah, I just got rid of it like a month or two ago. 
Gave it, uh, sold it to our, our cat salesman, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the salesman that sold it to us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, pr- I probably could have got more if I would have posted on Facebook Marketplace, but right. uh, it was just easiest to mm-hmm. transfer it through Cat Financial. And yeah, that's valuable. I'll get a new one. Someday. Someday. But now's not the time. Here you. Yeah. I, I, um, there are days, though, where I wish I could give people like you a call. Like, can I just rake asphalt for you for yeah. today? Come on, brother. Dude, I, I, I might actually. We I have mean, a good time. We've got a good crew now. Yeah? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. How old is most everybody? Um, relatively young. We've got really? one guy named Smurf that's been with us for like 27 years. And then beyond that, got my dad and my uncle. They'd yeah. be the next two oldest. Okay. And then a couple guys that are like 35 and then some 20, 21, 22, 23. Has it gotten younger with you coming in or is that how it's always been? Just a few younger guys, a few older guys? That's a good question. Growing up, everybody seems old, right? Sure. Then, yeah, then but... you're in your 20s and <laughs> <laughs> they're not old anymore. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess like I was talking about when we kind of had that, that core group when I was younger, mm. they're probably in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. Um, never really had a bunch of old guys. I gotcha. Our operator growing up, he was um, in his 50s and 60s, passed away from cancer okay. when I was in my teens. And, um, but yeah, other than that. So if you, you have three trucks, so a few truck Five drivers. trucks now. Five trucks. Yeah. So in theory, you <laughs> need five people to drive those. That was really challenging. Finding truck drivers through COVID was, was tough. I've heard it's still brutal right now. Um. Yeah, for whatever reason, I've taken some chances on some people, but mm. um, I've had some success recently. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we ran, I guess 2020, we may have just had one truck driver, but my uncle has CDLs, my dad has CDLs, I have my CDLs, so okay. um, he just made it work, right? Sure. Um, the tr- I mean, trucking, <sighs> we're, we're headed for a world of hurt with trucking because, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of infrastructure operation needs, there's a trucking component to it. Right. And it's not getting any better. But if a paver is not worth a whole lot without warm asphalt going through it. Absolutely. Which has to come from the plant, which mm-hmm. oftentimes is probably not that close to you. Because right. if you're working in a well-off area or remote area, right, right. there's not an asphalt yeah. plant down <laughs> We've hauled stuff. We've hauled <laughs> stuff from Franklin to Dixon before. And yeah. It's like an hour. Gosh, it was an hour and 15 minute haul. It which just doesn't make any sense. Which we're hooked up with a plant in Dixon now, so that'll be helpful. But, That's uh, good. Um, yeah. And I've heard that it's become more challenging to get your CDLs too. Like mm-hmm. in Tennessee, you have to go to school now. Um, it's everywhere. Yeah. Is it? Um, okay. Yeah, it's, what? <laughs> it's lobbying. As soon as I turned 21, I went and took my permit test. I had my permit for a month. I'd never really driven a truck before. Um, went and rented a truck from a guy down in Mount Pleasant. Uh, it was a retired FedEx truck. So it was like a single axle, like the smallest CDL truck. Nice. Had a nine speed sync shuttle transmission. So you just shifted through the gears. You didn't have to like double clutch or float. Um, but it drove just like a regular stick pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And then it had a 30 foot, uh, trailer behind it. They cut the box off of. It was like one of those trailers that they pull doubles and triples. Okay. Um, yeah. It was really short, really maneuverable, really yeah, easy. That's awesome. Made the guy a couple hundred bucks. It was a crazy experience. Um, the guy that owned the truck, it was like his son-in-law that was doing the training. And they had actually had someone fail the test and they guaranteed that you pass. We had to let this other guy use the truck in my training period. So I got there that morning and he said, get your phone out, take a video. I'm going to tell you exactly what you have to say. And then you can study that while, uh, while the other guy bars the truck. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's like, 
all right, you can't drive the truck. So will you drive my car and follow me? And we'll go <laughs> drop the truck off for this guy. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so we go drop the truck off at the testing facility and then like, well, there's really nothing we can do for the next hour and a half. You mind if we go chill at my house? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to say to this. I'm 21 years old. And so we go to his house and it's like in the ghetto and there's dogs running around. It smells like pot in the house. And um, we hang out there. And so finally the guy that was borrowing the truck passes his test. We go pick it up. And then uh, I get to go take my test and I passed it. But, what the hell? Um, I, uh, it was crazy. I guess the that's closest... how it used to be. <laughs> Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. That was not that long ago. Which, in a sense, it's better that it's a little bit more refined. Sure, yeah. But it, it went too far in the other direction. Right. I, you have to. It's like a six or eight week course, full time. Right. That you have to do to, and it's like, well, it's not. It's either unpaid. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you're paying for it. Right. So it's not even unpaid. It's it's you're paying. Yeah, and it's several thousand dollars. Se- here. Several grand yep. or. You basically go and get uh, one of the big trucking companies right. to pay for it. And now you're working for the big trucking company. It's right. like, hmm, I wonder who yeah. put yeah. this into effect because mm-hmm. they really have it because they have the capital right. to go build their own trucking schools mm-hmm. and, and get them accredited or whatever the process is. And then they just turn out as many drivers as they need. And now you're somewhat indebted to them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> go and figure. That, that's another thing. So everything's gone automatic. And I was not prepared for how quick, quickly that would happen. Mm. Um, th- the truck I bought in 2020 is a, a manual. It's got an eight-speed transmission. Uh, not necessarily hard to drive, but you got to know how to drive a truck, right? And yeah. when I bought that truck, that was my thinking is anyone that I want in my truck should be able to drive a manual, you know? Uh. Like, it's just part of trucking. Um, we get up on the side of some steep hills and into some challenging areas, you know? It's not just mainline paving necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so that was my thinking when I bought it, but you can you can hardly find a, a truck driver without an automatic restriction anymore. Uh, or even if they don't have it, they've never been in a manual truck since they were in school. Sure. Um, and so they just aren't comfortable um, with driving a manual transmission. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it happened in like two years. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a kid that can drive it really well right now. But, That's great. Um, yeah. It's just a lot harder than I anticipated. The... And the the paver you have, it's like a little Lee boy, or mm-hmm. yeah. Don't yeah. be talking down about my Lee boy. No, they're, they're <laughs> great. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, they're that. cute little. Yeah, that's cute right. little pavers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're perfect for what we do. Yeah, they get the job done, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How wide can it go? Um, so the ones we're running now can go to sixteen feet. Sixteen. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty Eight wide. Sixteen. Eight to sixteen. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty flexible. Huh. Um, good for tight spots like that crater. Um, has, um, has social media helped you guys at all to play any kind of, it's really hard to measure that. I don't know, like been really cool. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for social media. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the relationships and connections that I've made through it, I watch your shit all the time and learning from other people. Like that's been the coolest part of it. Um, and I guess we have sold some jobs from it now. Um, so it has, it has helped us, but it's hard to meter how much. Sure. um, as far as like bringing in talent or anything like that, I don't, I don't know. Um, and that I think about that, like I invest time into it more than I'm proud to admit sometimes. Um, and it, it can just, um, kind of draw you in and, and keep you, keep you scrolling for a while. Right. So for sure, um, for sure. So I've thought about like, what is the value in it? What are we actually getting out of it? Mm. 
Um, yeah. Um, but some of your, I feel like some of your videos have done super well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like the chip ceiling. The, yeah. The chip stuff. That's kind of where it started. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we probably had close to a hundred million views. Um, we'll have one go for a million every couple of months. It seems like. That's crazy. Um, and it's just stupid shit that you never know what's going to hit. Really. No. And it's, it's every day for you. You're like, right. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was definitely chip ceiling starting out. Yeah. Um, had a couple of those videos go for like 10 million. Is it, it is it chip ceiling or is it the whole thing is chips? Uh, chip ceiling, yes. We're chip spraying ceiling. RS2 and then On top the of existing. We do it over base. Um, over base. Sometimes we do it over asphalt. We've done it over concrete one time. I don't know how that actually held up, but we had a driveway that was like really cracked up and destroyed uh, really? aggregate. Uh-huh. They didn't want to pay to tear it out. But there wasn't really anything you could do without tearing it out, so we chip sealed over it, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, never heard. <laughs> oh, well, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. No news is good news. Yeah, for sure. Um, is it when you chip seal? Is it multiple layers? Yeah, we do two coats. Two coats, mm-hmm. and so it's basically, it's like in a way, it's like just binder. Yeah, it has its place for sure. Like, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, for like a long driveway, if you're looking for rideability, well, but, and but the what, what you put down is essentially just like binder asphalt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah, like, sure a, like what you're asking. Kind of like a tack coat. Uh, thicker, yeah, th- heavier, heavier than a tack coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. heavier. Yeah, and so it holds holds the chips pretty well. And um, we did Alan Jackson driveway in the spring. Wow. And he wanted it to feel like an old country road, and so that's what he's going for. He wanted it as narrow as you can make it, so like nine foot, which is challenging to keep everything uh-huh. neat and tidy. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he wanted those. Those brown river river chips and um, oh, just wanted to feel like a country road. Oh, so use brown mm-hmm. brown rock, right? So it looks like dirt, kinda. Yeah, yeah it gives it a real country feel. And, but, and a lot of times, <laughs> I think that's where its place is for us. Yeah. Um, it's just the aesthetic of it. You that's know? so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, in some national parks they'll dye the asphalt. No kidding. Yeah, like in um, if you drive into Zion National Park, kind of okay. through the back way, it's like a red. A red asphalt. Okay. To, to, it's the same color as the rock. Maybe that's what we need to do. But I think, I don't think it's the rock. I think they actually dye it. Right. To make it look like Well, that. it can be the rock. So we'll pave. Oh, um, no. I, I know it can be. Yeah, yeah. I just think they're, it's like dyed concrete. So are they sealing it? No, no. Because the, the asphalt wears off, right? And it's going to be whatever color the aggregate is underneath. So are they like maintaining it? I, but I, I feel like, I feel like they dye the binder. Right. So they, but the binder usually wears off. And then yeah. the aggregate's exposed. I don't know. I'm, I'm speaking on my ass right now. Yeah. I, I've never seen it done before. So. I've seen like, I think it's in foreign countries where they, they do do what you're talking about. They're laying asphalt um, and they'll do like different color borders. It'll be like red, red in the middle and black borders. And really? it's really cool. Yeah. Um, That's some China. Don't, yeah. Don't know. China stuff, yeah. Don't know yeah. actually how they do it. But in the residential market, I can see where that would do well. I just know for concrete, they dye it. Right. Right. So, I, mm. and I'm assuming it's the same for asphalt. Yeah. But that could be a false assumption. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I know. Like, Sounds di- cool. Dyed concrete. It, uh, it's not super common, but it, it it's is. A, it's 100%. Yeah, a thing. Yeah. Especially in residential. Especially residential. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll stamp it mm-hmm. to make all the fancy patterns. Right. and Big money. Um, so, yeah, it's that. that. But that's crazy, though. Is, yeah, you're working on some of these people's houses. That pretty big time people around yeah, here. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, funny story. A couple months back, we were, we were in the driveway. Um, it was for, for a YouTuber. Um, and he had all these different things he wanted, you know. And so dad put the 
put the bid together and it, it was several hundred thousand dollars and um he had an extra zero and so it turned it into a couple million dollars and they actually considered it and that was just mind-blowing <laughs> to me that you even, would even consider <laughs> they were like they wanted an itemized price to see you know how much each each part of the job was going to cost and um yeah just nuts this uh, this wasn't the YouTuber that Rex sings, was uh, it? It could have been. Yeah, 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 yeah it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I've 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 been out there and and just the road into his places. Right. Is, yeah. Is, so that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's mm-hmm. a pretty complex. Yeah. Yeah. Road he wants to make it into like a racetrack. I've I've, I've yeah. I feel like he's talked about it. Yeah. Because yeah, he has a that like banking turn. Mm-hmm. Through, through <laughs> it. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 quite a ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a ways. I remember, yeah, him him talking about just how much he spent on that fucking driveway. I am sure, yeah, the amount of rock that was hauled in there. Amount of, amount of rock, all the dirt moved. Because mm-hmm. I was out there, I was out there when he was really like breaking the place in, and mm-hmm. it, he had. I feel like he put something up on Instagram, like, "Hey, if you got a bulldozer, <laughs> come on down." <laughs> there were like thirty machines out there. Right, yeah, I'm working on just every corner mm-hmm. of the property, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, baller move, right? <laughs> <laughs> But it was so funny. It was yeah. like this guy who has a, a landscaping business in Michigan <laughs> or uh, Minnesota brought his equipment okay. down, and yeah, everybody just showed up with yeah, their dozers because it was it was in the off season, so right. everybody's slow. And they're like, Why "Yeah, not? I'll I'll take the dozer <laughs> down there." <laughs> yeah, and they're just pushing dirt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, working building Alan Jackson's driveway. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. Yeah, I you just. Like someone's got to do that kind of work, right? And you, um, and when you pick up, become that guy, it's pretty cool. But super you get, cool. You got to keep, and that's going to be the challenge. Kind of developing more crews is keeping that level of, yeah. of work, you know, and keeping that reputation. Well, that's that's really important. That's the only way you get that kind of work, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like who who else is going to do it right and do it to the level that we do it? Sure. Well, it's such yeah, it's such a niche mm-hmm. thing. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. And just sorry. Being where we are is just by chance, you know, that this area blew up, but mm. um, it's worked really well for our business. That's so cool. It's so cool. Now, we work with um, Sessions Paving in town. Yeah. Do you know those guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really good guys. Yeah. But they, cool. they do a lot of um, like uh, sport courts. Okay. And tennis courts mm-hmm. and pickleball courts. That's and- something we've never loved doing. Um, they're challenging. I'm, so. sure, oh, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it's tough, but that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things they've always done yeah. around town is these right because someone's got to yeah someone's got to pave them and so they that's that's one of their big things mm-hmm. and then they did the the when the indie cars whenever right, the indie yeah. cars come through every year they're they're out there patching and doing what Making they need sure to do it's up to par yeah yeah that's cool. yeah which is uh every everybody they. They they call it the Formula One race in Nashville. It's like no 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 it's in it's IndyCar. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like everything right. considered, pretty cool. But the requirements of the road, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's beating those cars to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'll yeah. drive over the bridge, right, in my truck. Yeah, and it is in some areas like yeah. rough. Yeah. And and I know I don't know what truck you have, but it, with the two hundred and fifty. The suspension's not the best. Yeah, it's not. Five fifty is even rougher. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sure it is stiff, man. Yeah. It is so stiff. So you're just you're you're getting jolted pretty good, and it's like, fuck. I mean, going hundred, well over hundred miles an hour right. over this. No, probably, like it's literally beating those cars up. Like, yeah, they're just trying to keep them in one piece. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not a good time. But then, uh, we we today we published a video about 
the Formula One paving for Las Vegas. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. It is. It's way talk, different. Yeah, yeah, talk about like coordination and everybody working yeah. together. They they um, it's it's four layers of asphalt that they had to go pave. They, okay, they rebuilt the entire cross section because you get smoother with every layer, right? Because it's averaging. Yeah. Well, and it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you 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 have the two base layers, mm-hmm. which is typically your road, right? And then you had a leveling course to get it absolutely perfect mm-hmm. from a leveling standpoint. And then you have your surface course, which who is, is- Who is funding that? Is that race bringing in that much money? Uh, that's what they say. Crazy. They, Formula One, mm, <laughs> so this is what happened. Formula One said, we're going to pay for it. And the construction budget for the road work, mm-hmm. not for the race, the road work. Okay. $40 million. And then- Apparently, the price ballooned to eighty million for the road work. Yeah. Oh Wh- my God. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they went to Clark County and they said, "Hey guys, um, you know we've made the Las Vegas Strip a lot better, and yeah. the people of Clark County are benefiting from our 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 work and our smooth road. So would you guys mind picking up the uh, forty million dollars bill?" <laughs> <laughs> and the last I saw, Clark County was like kick rocks like you're just now asking us after you blew your budget like we didn't you didn't want to have this conversation with us before you did it now and i don't know the politics behind it i just know like a lot of people are not stoked about the race Mm -hmm. because it has caused a lot of problems at con expo all the uber drivers you're talking about i was just gonna be yeah 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 chaos because they were gonna shut the strip down and trying to navigate around Mm -hmm. yeah the locals are not stoked as far as i've I've seen um and heard has it happened yet uh, and they're qualifying today. Okay. I think they race tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. yeah, I knew it was coming up. Yeah. It's either this weekend or next, but I think I think the race is tomorrow. Okay. Um, but the but to to have the race, it's a billion dollars. A billion for a one weekend event. Mm-hmm. A billion. That's just unfathomable. Yeah. They built see when they did it in Miami, they at least built a temporary paddock and now i guess the term paddock is racist or something like that so you can't say it but i don't know i don't fuck you <laughs> um and so it's 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 the, they built a temporary paddock which is where the garages are and and the fancy people are and the race stewards kind of like the main headquarters on the finish line okay and then when the race worked the first year then they built a, a an actual building and spent the money like all right reasonable yeah we're, we're this is we're all in let's build an actual purpose-built formula one paddock vegas though they just went all out they built a half billion dollar that is vegas though right paddock all out yeah just in this dirt lot off the strip it's not not all that close to the strip it's by top golf okay and so it's a little a little ways off mm-hmm. but yeah just they just built it in the middle of nowhere. Um, not middle of nowhere, but sure. half. I half, mean, Vegas is the middle of nowhere. It, it, it is the <laughs> desert. Yeah. Half billion dollar building in theory to host this event for 10 years. Okay. That's how much money. Wish them the best of luck. Well, that's how much money there must be involved. Like, yeah. I didn't understand there was that much to spend a right, billion it's dollars. So, it's not something that you see every day, right? And it's not something that like everybody's in F1 like they're a football. No, no, no. I, I, but, but, but I heard you can't get a hotel room in Vegas. Uh, yeah. And that was like when we were there for Con Expo, it was already booked. Con Expo was sold out. 
Is yeah. that right? Well, no, but um, yeah, during Con Expo, you could oh, you can get a hotel. Room. No, you can yeah. get a hotel room, and and I, that's what's so wild. Every time I'm in Vegas, I, I go there's to hotel the, after hotel after dude, hotel. Yeah, and you go to the elevator bank, and it's like. You know, this this elevator takes you from floor, right. you know, 11 to 23. And then this and they just go, 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 go. And then you go up to every floor and you're like, all right, my 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 room's 343. And you're walking, you're walking, you're walking. You're like, fuck, what, like, yeah, what am I going to get massive, there? Yeah. yeah. And then you finally get to your room. And you're like, how how many floors does this place have? And then you're like, and then you just look all the way down the strip, just huge hotels all the way down. I don't get it. Yeah. Do you think they had that kind of vision when they first started build the city? I would love to hear the story about Vegas. Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was all mob funded to begin with, right? There's definitely, yeah, some, I feel like some not kosher sure. things about how Vegas got started. It's, it's all just a terrible place. Right. Like, I go to Vegas and I just think this is everything. This is, this is degeneracy mm-hmm. all in one place just total degeneracy people are drinking at 6 a.m on a tuesday right well it's so stimulating that you don't sleep so it doesn't matter what time of day you don't it is, sleep right? you can smoke indoors <laughs> like, like, yeah. all, all kinds of crazy stuff right that doesn't exist anywhere mm-hmm. go blow your whole social security check in one <laughs> night like right whatever it's it's just the craziest place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, do you guys run any technology? It's all. Don't. I was actually talking to my buddy uh, this week. He works for, for Trimble here mm-hmm. in Nashville. Um, and I was thinking on these long drives, we need to develop a semi-autonomous roller. But it'd uh, be like, in the ag world, it'd be like putting auto steer on a on a lawn tractor, you know? Like, yeah. We're just, we're just playing at the sandbox, but. Well, they um, have they have intelligent compaction. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. it's actually a thing. Yeah, yeah but yeah. as far as the work that we do, you know, yeah, sure, be like putting on a little peanut roller. Yeah, they um, because going back to Formula One, they 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 it's by spec have to run every roller, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's, it's yeah, it's really cool stuff. It's super cool. It's just as far as making it work in our application, I don't know that it makes sense financially. No, no, I don't think because so. everything's so different, and you're really just showing up on the job and. You have to kind of create your vision, yeah. figure out how it's going to work, and then it could happen. Yeah. So do you do you have to help? I mean, essentially design. Yeah, a lot of times. A lot of what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Because they basically just say, "Hey, we want a road from right point A to point we want B. A parking area here and sidewalk here, and you know, like this is what we want." Yeah, you're not you're not working off you know DOT. Some, sometimes, yeah. Well, drawings. sometimes they'll have architectural plans, well, but most times, architectural plans are trash. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Throw them away. And, and design what needs to happen. Interesting. Um, Dad's really good at that. He's uh, he can kind of walk people through what what needs to be done. Okay. Uh, yeah, he should be a consultant. Well, I, that's probably what a lot of the work, a lot of it is, mm-hmm. is is because you're not just providing a driveway. It's it's really a solution, right? It's because not everybody can just know the best way. Yeah, absolutely. to put a driveway through a piece of land. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's from point A to point B, you have all these different ways you could do it, but you're trying to find the most cost effective way, the most efficient way, the, the, or the prettiest way, the prettiest way, yeah. the one that takes the water into consideration. Sure. There's, there's all these 
So there is kind of one way to do it, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't tell you what right. the one well, right way comes with experience, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so is it a lot of grading too that you're doing? Um, we don't do grading in itself necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're prepping every job. But you'll so sometimes you'll work with a grading contractor. Um, yes, yes, and no. Um, a lot of times we're kind of self-contained though. Okay. Um, you know, if, if what we're doing impacts stuff alongside the driveway, we'll kind of take care of that. Yeah. Make, make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we don't like some paving contractors that do what we would do. Um, they will backfill and do these things. And I think that's one area where we could improve because sure. we, we don't, um, we get our hands on like a road widener. It'd be pretty slick. A road widener. Yeah. The little skin steer attachments. Like, that, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Convey it off to the side. You know, you put a dump truck in front of it and oh, you can just run down the sides and dress it up. Those are really nice. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be beneficial for us and the customer. Those are super fancy. Yeah. Do you guys do um, asphalt curbs? We don't. That's not really common in the south uh, like no. it is in the northeast. That's where you see it a lot of times, it seems like. Yeah. We do uh, our new paver as a berm um, built into the extension, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty handy. Use huh. that a lot. Really? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of times to fix my mistakes, like there's a low spot or something, raise that thing up, it leaves a mix, and the right guy can come in and rake it in without having to send the shovel guy back. I got you. Pretty handy. Yeah, that is handy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything to cut down on the labor. What do you, what, what kind of base are you putting asphalt down on? Because in Tennessee, Tennessee is one of the only places, if not the only place, where like the, the base material they use here, Surge, Mm-hmm. It's basically riprap most every other part of the country. We are, yeah, we're not doing anything that heavy most of the time. Um, we did a, a big project for Williamson County building some parking lots in the spring and we use that. But on a driveway, you're putting in six or eight inches of like pug mix or crusher. Pretty rock. fine yeah. rock. Because mm-hmm. that's how like any base material in Arizona where I'm mm-hmm. from, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's they call it AB agri base, right? And it's it's a really nice fine, right? That's rock what we're working with, with lots of time with a lot of fines in it, right? And you could just make it look beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then I come out to Tennessee and look at what they're laying down for building pads. It's just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like six inch, yeah, six us. inch minus, right? Yeah, just giant rocks laying it in with dozers. Oh yeah, and they, yeah. They have to they have to grade with D eights, yeah, because the rocks so big sometimes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like yeah, oh, commercial um, work. What I've experienced of it is a shit show a lot of times. Yeah. Because they're just pushing so hard and trying to get things done so fast. And then they're yeah they're working on top of each other. And We paved a big uh, at-home store in Mount Juliet, uh, I think in 2019, um, alongside ADC paving out of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were so behind schedule that they were just looking for a paving contractor to come in there, um, get it done. They had like... $15 million worth of inventory sitting in the store and oh. they're like six months behind schedule. Oh. Um, and so we brought two pavers and ADC brought one. Um, we paved in a week. It was, I don't know, five or 6,000 tons. Wow. Um, but we were like paving over soft spots and they had a traco out in the middle digging out, trying to stabilize when we were starting. Oh, and, God. I mean, it was just a wreck. Um, yeah, the... Uh, the schedules on commercial projects right. have just... And they don't take into account weather and... Well, that that's because you'll oftentimes have an out-of-town developer mm-hmm. that's used to developing at a certain rate. 
in a certain part of the country. And then, yeah, you'll come yep. into a place like Middle Tennessee. And depending on the material, the stuff just turns to shit. Right. Like It's been super dry recently. But it's, yeah. been, it's been super dry. Yeah. <laughs> like most we can, of. We can use the rain. Yeah. No, but, but for like many, many months, right. it's been dry, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, as an earth mover, great, but right, right. I feel like beginning of this year or end of last, I think it was beginning of this year, it mm. was just sopping wet right. every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I was just, I would just look out my window here with the, there's a the development going on next door to us. Yeah, that's crazy. None of that was there when I was here a couple of years ago. No, no, that wasn't here. That wasn't, yeah. the whole place is blown up. <sighs> Don't get me started. But <laughs> it was just like a mud pit. Right. Every day. And I just like, oh, mm. thank God I'm not a grading contractor today because <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Hard to make money. Well, it's either in middle Tennessee, you have uh, either a, just mud or rock, mm-hmm. straight rock. It is. And it's crazy how quickly it changes. Yes. Yes. Like where I grew up is really good soil. Where I built my house 15 minutes down the road, it's all church. So. You're not digging through rock, but just not good soil, you know, like yeah. if you're trying to grow something. Yeah. And yeah. Then if you go 15 miles further east, then it's all rock. Yeah. Yeah. And they call it Tennessee topsoil. Yeah. <laughs> straight rock. Right. Because you'll have, yeah, just a little bit of topsoil yeah. and then you're straight up rock. Mm-hmm. And you're, if you're not blasting it, you're not getting through it. Or right. you'll see, you know, a site that has to dig a basement mm-hmm. and it's in rock and some poor bastard is on a hammer. For, for three ever. months yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. just chipping away. Yeah, for- I was. Yeah, I was able to put a basement in my house, but it's super uncommon in Tennessee to have yeah. a basement. Yeah, but basement in Tennessee? Are you kidding me? Right. Like next door, when they were doing utilities for that new building, mm-hmm. there was just some poor guy on a, a rock wheel. Oh yeah. For yeah, those those six months. Brutal. <laughs> that it would be. Beat you to death. It, it, they yeah, it just kind of shakes the machine all day. Yeah. But it's not the most stimulating work either because yeah, you're yeah, just that's true. sitting there in the same spot all day. <laughs> Talk about a job that needs to be automated. Oh, oh, I would watch them every day just like, oh, God, what are they? Oh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Sucks. I guess you can't blast in an area like this, can you? Oh, no. They were blasting the shit really? over there. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. pulled it. It's like a quarter million yards of rock okay. out of that hole. There's, it's a How far huge did they go down? basement. 50 60 feet wow oh it's a huge basement huge one of the biggest basements in the city okay that one fifth and broadway i know is a monster basement Mm -hmm. the where they're building all the buildings over by the gulch right now i think jones did that one huge hole okay that sat empty for a while yeah it was like filled up with yeah yeah yeah, it was like a pond yeah that was crazy in the middle of downtown (laughs) (laughs) and you drive by it every day you're just like ooh, (laughs) that's a lot of money in that hole right there and now they're building, <clears throat> it's like 15 tower cranes over there. Mm-hmm. This whole high-rise city, essentially, in the middle of the city. Right. And then I'm just sitting there thinking, uh, people don't want to go back to the office, so who's working out of those buildings? Like, right. But I guess the money checked out for somebody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what do I know? What does uh, growth look like for you all? you know yet or um, riding the wave right now riding the wave trying to figure it out one step at a time mm. um i see a lot of opportunity because of that that backlog that we usually work under mm. um and just the reputation that we have right but we we got to develop our people and um really give them opportunities right that's part of keeping them around and and looking for people so i talked about when i started hiring people i wanted to hire good people 
that we could retain. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. But another part of it is you got to find people that are ambitious yeah. and that want to grow and want to learn. Yeah. Um, and so developing them. And, and that takes time, right? You, you got to retain them first, but it also takes time for them to kind of figure out the role and, and grow in the company. Um, it takes time, too, just for people to get it. Um, right. Because sometimes it's just you're working on somebody for months and months and months and you're not getting it. it and then yeah. one day. In my experience, it takes. Switch flips. It takes a year for anybody to be anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Which a lot of contractors don't have the patience for. Yeah. I, I, I do most days, but some days it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, just like you were talking about HR. Put, putting together benefit package that's something I've worked on this year and mm. we got a, a simple IRA put together but as far as anything else we've we've been pretty unsuccessful health insurance I got gotcha. you pretty pretty damn expensive um just doesn't make sense everything I've found so far doesn't make sense you know like even if we offered it the employee comp contribution would make it unaffordable so yeah yeah we um we started offering it pretty early on and we'd, mm -hmm. we'd pay Right. For a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. But that, you. yeah, but That's I, awesome. you know, uh, I didn't know what I was doing and just figured that was the way it was. Right. So then I just kind of figured out how to make it happen, mm -hmm. but it is, it is very expensive. Yeah. But yeah. it is a good thing, right? You know, like if you can take, take the stress off of the employee, um, and I don't know, mental health is a big thing too. Like, um, a lot of my guys struggle. Everybody struggles, right? To an Everybody. extent. Yeah. Everybody. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if counseling is a thing that, that people do, but um, I am. There's a, pro, there's a program. I'll, I'll set you up to even just look at it. It's called yeah. U Turn Health. Okay. And you pay annually. It's like for you guys, it'd be maybe a few grand. Mm -hmm. I think it's not that expensive, but it's not a bullshit service. Like, most of the mental health stuff um, through yeah. the insurance companies, the insurance, like the, the mental health stuff through insurance is worthless, worthless. People don't use it because it's very complicated to use. It doesn't cover a lot of things. It's just complete nonsense. But you turn, it's basically, it's very simple to use. You, hey, you, you talk to all your people. We just enrolled with you turn. If you ever need help or anybody within your family needs help. That's cool. Here's here's the number. You call them. They'll set you up, and then they come to you. They don't say who it is because they can't because it's all private. But they mm -hmm. say, "Hey, you know, we have one of your people," and and you just pay as it's actually utilized. Okay. And a lot yeah, of it's for substance abuse. That's really. I'm all about providing value. You know, you have have these supplemental insurance companies that come and try to sell you a dental policy or a vision policy, and um, they say that'll help you retain people, and maybe it does, but it's really a bullshit service. Like, yeah, well, even if it's not providing value, then I'm not paying for it. No, but but even health insurance for somebody that's 26, 27, right. 28, you mm -hmm. know, single male, it's like who gives a shit about health insurance? Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but then when I have a wife and kid at home, it's it makes like a difference, right? Totally different. Mm -hmm. Totally different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just different benefits are worth different to different people, but. Uh, as uh, I've looked at a lot of mental health benefits, you turn hands down the finest product I've seen. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Super easy for a company, super easy for individuals to use. Very, very effective and is, is primarily focused on substance abuse, which is mm -hmm. probably the biggest issue in 
really society right now, I would say. Drugs, but primarily alcohol mm-hmm. or, or prescription medications or whatever right. it is. Pe- a lot of people, a lot of people are abusing stuff. Okay. And it sucks. It's, it's, I was around it growing up my whole mm-hmm. life. And it's just, even if you're not doing right. it, it's hard to be around. Yeah. It takes yeah, a I'm fucking sure. toll, man. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So back to your question as far as growth, like I think just kind of the development of, of people and see where that goes. And um, yeah. over the off season, I want to start working on kind of developing processes. And um, as far as I've talked about kind of steps in the business and I've kind of got the operations side figured out to an extent. Um, but I got to, I got to work on kind of the backside of the business and what makes the business run and develop those processes and figure out, you know, how we're going to rent, run payroll going forward. And mm. we're just now starting to, to schedule through an app. Um, mm. For a long time, it was, everything was on paper and we'd figure out what we were going to do the next day, but nobody, nobody knew what we were going to do until they showed up that morning. Yeah. So nobody can really prepare for it. Um, so everything you can do like that helps improve the business and, and take you the next step further. Absolutely. Just improve efficiency. Yeah. Um, everybody can kind of work towards the same goal if they know what's going on. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, it's, uh, I guess slow, sustainable growth is what, what we're looking at. Cause we want to maintain that high level quality. We want to be able to work for Alan Jackson and Luke Bryan and Carrie Underwood and, you know, the people that we work for. Sure. Um, and even the people that aren't famous, you know, that, that want a really good product. Yeah. Um, that's what we're about. I've got that loot for a hundred thousand dollar driveway or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, I think a right, hundred grand on a driveway is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, we've done some <laughs> several times. <laughs> yeah. Though, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's super exciting because yeah, you've, mm-hmm. there's so much opportunity and, and so many different ways to, to do it better and mm-hmm. do it more efficiently. And yeah, that's the fun part of it, right? Is the climb. Yeah. You can, you can prepare it as, as well as you want to, but there's still gonna be something go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other day we were paving the driveway um, and we use roll mole rollers. They're pretty primitive, mm. um, but they do a really nice job on a driveway. They got a split front drum. So when you're turning, it doesn't stretch the mat. Mm. They don't articulate. They're articulating rollers. When you're in a tight kind of compact area, if you're not careful about what you're doing, you'll stretch the mat mm. and kind of tear it. Um, How does it steer? Um, That's just on a spindle. Oh, so the front yeah. just, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but they're chain driven. They're not hydrostatic. Mm. So if something happens to that chain, you're in trouble, mm. especially on a hill, right? You don't have any brakes. Um, and so the chain broke. We were rolling in a, in a little parking area. And so that's kind of a, a terrible time for that to happen because you're trying to pinch your joints in and, and get everything slicked off. Um, and so we're trying to get it out of the way in a hurry. And so we decided to roll it down this hill. My idea was a bad idea. <laughs> it was not a great hill. Like it wasn't huge. You know, it didn't seem like it would, it would really be a, a problem um and so one of my guys preston was on it and thankfully he had it running so he had power steering he takes off down this hill and i'm walking back you know i think to play temp or something i look back and all i see is a cloud of dust and he's he's flying like 30 40 30 or 40 miles an hour <laughs> down this road um like a looney tunes cartoon yeah it yeah. looked like the tasmanian <laughs> devil <laughs> and so dad had, had moved a truck he was going to pick up the other roll and bring it to me um and so he'd kind of backed at this intersection probably a quarter mile away. Um, and he's going back uphill at this point. And, um, and this roller's just coming straight at him. And so he has to sprint to the truck and get it out of the way. And, um, one of my truck drivers was running alongside him, just sprinting, tell him, slow down, slow down. Not knowing that he couldn't slow he down. There was yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he just had to, he had to ride it r- out. Ride yeah, it th- out. Thankfully no one was hurt. Oh but, man. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't always go right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the fun part of it, you know. Like we don't want to get anybody hurt, but um, yeah, you can you can just prepare as well as you can, and then see what happens. Yeah, that, well, that's the kind of stuff that's out of your control. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you, you just, yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for coming by on a on a Saturday. Yeah, happy to appreciate yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. No, I'm glad you could make it happen. Where I got out of here for really the rest. Where of are you the headed? Year. I go to Tucson tonight. Okay. And then up to Phoenix and then to Denver, back to Phoenix, back yeah, home it's, here. It's holidays, isn't it? Yeah. Back home here. And then uh, Wisconsin, Texas, back home. And then I go to Jordan, Saudi Arabia. How about it? Dubai. Is that first of the year? Or? No, that's all beginning of December. And then no from there way. I go to Australia. Okay. Yeah. So that's was, crazy. <laughs> dude, it is crazy. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like... <laughs> If you would have told me two years ago right. that I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing some work in the Middle East and then I'm I'm just going to go to Dubai for a day yeah. to just go see some work out there because I'm like, well, I'm there. So I might, <laughs> might as well go to Dubai right. <laughs> before I get on a direct flight from there to Melbourne to, to go yeah. spend a few weeks in Australia and then come home. It's just like, this is wild. Yeah. This is so crazy. That's life though, man. That is. You work hard and chase it and you go some crazy places. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to crazy places this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, How do people uh, find your stuff on social media? Um, Instagram is really all the only place we are. Yeah. Crosspost Facebook, but um, what's the Instagram at Southern Sun Paving? Southern Sun Paving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's like I said, I watch your stuff all the time. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Appreciate that. All right. Well, thanks for coming by. Yeah. For sure.